Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. International News Review. All right, everybody, welcome back to Weekend Mornings Money FM 89.3. Neil and Glenn with you. Glenn and Neil with you all the way. And Kamala Harris, the vice president of the U.S., coming to the U.S. She's going to be here on Tuesday. Come to Singapore. Coming to Singapore, sorry. And uh, we'll be meeting um, with the president here, meeting with the prime minister. An ongoing effort by the U.S. to re-engage after uh, some some quiet years during the Trump administration. Yes, but you could argue the timing is not great. Obviously, the vice president would not have anticipated events in Afghanistan, but her boss, the, prime, uh, the president, Joe Biden, has, has made that decision, hasn't he? All American troops out by August the 31st. Now, as it stands, Glenn, none of us have a crystal ball here, but that's looking a very tight time frame, isn't it? The, the, the images coming out of Kabul from the airport are not great. When you're seeing wounded babies being lifted up uh, and passed on to, I think yeah. it was an American soldier or a British soldier, yeah. it's not great. The optics on this are awful across the board. It's, it's very hard. And, you know, the, the president has come out with a lot of uh, very clear statements about, hey, look, you know, we've done what we can do for 20 years. If we don't leave now, when are we going to leave? You know, how, ma- how many more years, how many more trillions of dollars need to be spent? So, that, you know, it's a powerful argument. It's a powerful argument. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, there was never going to be an easy exit from Correct. from Afghanistan. And um, it's just turning out to be very, as you say, very painful to watch. Well, as you would expect, partisan politics, the Republicans are having a field day. But, of course, Donald Trump initiated... This goes back as far from the moment they went in, they were trying to get out. From after 9-11 onwards, they were trying to get out. President Obama made several speeches. It's transitional, it's transitional, it's transitional. We're just training up the existing force. And, and then put out. in more troops. And Donald then, Trump yeah. said this is a waste of time. President Biden has said, enough. It's anything from $1 trillion to $2 trillion. It's cost the Americans incalculable sums to my small mathematical brain. But... On the serious point, he has broad support for this. This is the thing that outsiders maybe don't appreciate. Within the U.S., there is broad support to leave. Mm. They want because there was a shift, wasn't there, towards domestic politics, which Donald Trump initiated: make America great again, put America first, America first, jobs first. It plays very well with the Rust Belt states of America. They don't want troops in Afghanistan. They don't want the money spent in Afghanistan. They want the money spent in the U.S. So. To an outsider who maybe doesn't appreciate, there is broad support. And interestingly, Glenn, as you know, mostly bipartisan support as well. The Democrats definitely don't want to be there. The Republicans don't want to be there. They're playing politics at the moment. You would expect that. But it has broad bipartisan support. Nobody wants to spend the money there. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's not unfortunate. It's a travesty that it's caused a humanitarian crisis. People are always stuck in the middle. And at the heart of it, too, the Afghanistan government – you know, the president was the first one to flee, right? Yeah. He, you know, he got out while the getting was good. You know, the the military has basically rolled over after two decades of being trained and armed yeah. and equipped and everything else. Literally rolled over. I mean, you heard the numbers, right? The, 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 it's crazy. Excuse me, I'm wrong, but it's three times roughly the size. The Afghan forces were roughly three, four times the size of the Taliban forces. But they just pretty much said, yeah, OK. They evaporated. <laughs> yeah. So there, I mean, there is... There was plenty of accountability to go around for this sad thing. But now back to Kamala Harris's visit, mm. you know, the U.S. has got to firm 
you know, reaffirm its commitment to other countries yes. that when the going gets tough, that yes. they won't be left in the lurch. Yes. And that is going to be a key, I think, as she is here and as she goes to Vietnam next week after Singapore, Kamala Harris will have to have that part of, be part of her messaging. And that is a key point, isn't it? Because a, a, a familiar theme on this show when we have Steve Oaken on is, of course, the rise of China, the omnipresent threat of Russia. Both countries, incidentally, have given very different responses to yeah. the Taliban takeover, as expected. So we'd expect when the vice president comes to Southeast Asia, that'll be one of the first questions. Are we going to be protected? We've got issues, we've got issues in the South China Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, that need resolving. We've got the rise of China. Are you going to be there when we need you? That's mm. going to be one of the... And Afghanistan is a bit of a flag, is a bit of a red yeah. flag. You know. Hey, let's see uh, if Lily's on. Lily, are you on with us? Yes. Oh, there you are. Lily Ong is with us on the phone because we've been having these issues with Facebook Live. So sorry about that, Lily. Uh, so we've just been talking about... We talked a little bit about the uh, Malaysia Prime Minister and Kamala Harris... Uh, let's move on to Nicole Kidman in Hong Kong. She is causing a major stir because she went into Hong Kong this past week and didn't have to do quarantine like everybody else. What do we know about that, uh, Lily? Well, you know, I, I mean, the, the, the Hong Kongers are up in arms about it because uh, typically if you were to come back, you would have to do up to 21 days of quarantine. And I think she was coming in from Australia, which is the mid, middle risk country. Mm-hmm. Uh, by right, she was supposed to do 14 days of quarantine. She didn't have to do that. Mm. It's staggering, isn't it, Lily? Because, I mean, that we talk about optics, what it looks like. This one looks awful because she's coming over to film a Crazy Rich Asians type of show, right. which she bought the rights to, a book about expats. Talk about bad timing, Lily. I mean, they're, they're still dealing with the after effects, the continuing effects of the, the China crackdown. And you've got a Hollywood actor coming in to make a, a, a TV series about the riches of Caucasian expats. <laughs> That's right. She's doing a film series on like, um, the, the glamorous and wealthy lifestyle expatriates. It was just terrible timing. I mean, uh, the government is saying that they did have conditions attached to her mm. exemption. It seems like there was an oversight because on day two, she was out shopping at a fashion <laughs> store. Mm. And the best part is, in response to the questions, the government gave the answer. They explained the restrictions are waived to carry out designated professional work, which has got millions of Hong Kongers saying, well, what do we do every day? Chop liver over here? Well, and there's still Hong Kongers that can't get back in that are not being allowed home because of COVID restrictions. You know, people who are residents and citizens and here, you know, Little Miss Miss, uh, Starlet gets a special treatment to come in. So it is just a, you know, it's a a really, really, um, well... I can't use the actual word well, I want I mean, to use on the radio, but it's a horrible situation. To briefly, to all our Hollywood actors listening to this show, um, if you do get quarantine waived, maybe don't get photographed shopping the next day. That would be my advice. <laughs> maybe just stick still. Okay. Anyway, Lily, let's do our last quick uh, hit here, and that is um, a 50-year-old man in Singapore kept 25 chickens in his HDB, fined $2,000. Do you think $2,000 was enough? I'm not sure. So let's do the calculation if $2,000 was a deterrent. I mean, he was selling um, two chickens and one packet of feed for seventy nine ninety. <laughs> Actually, two packets of feed, but you have to give one back. 
right. this breeding program. That was the condition. <laughs> so that's twenty dollars per chicken plus a packet of feed for thirty nine ninety. If he had done thirty six such transactions over the last three years, it would have been two thousand dollars. So if he had done more than that, he would have made out. <laughs> what can I say, Lily? I needed somewhere to put my chickens. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine though? He's he's got his family in there too. Can you imagine the smell of having all those chickens inside an HDB? Oh, it's just, eesh. But Lily, I, I have uh, to say, the man should have a, a job in the media because his poultry keeping club was known as the foul-mouthed family. <laughs> so credits for good pun, Lily. And he's got 3,000 members in his club. How many members do you guys have? Yeah, well, that's a good point. Very and good And if point. they've all got chickens, Lily, that's a lot of chickens in Singapore, isn't it? <sighs> Anyway, well, kudos to N Parks and kudos to HDB for uh, finding this guy and finding him. Lily Ong, TV journalist right here in Singapore. Thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.